0: The School for Scandal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. The School for Scandal by Richard Brinsley Sheridan. Act 1, Scene 1. Lady Sneerwell's house. Discovered Lady Sneerwell at the dressing table, snake drinking chocolate.
1: The paragraphs, you say, Mr. Snake, were all inserted?
2: They were, madam, and as I copied them myself in a faint hand, there can be no suspicion whence they came.
1: Did you circulate the report of Lady Brittle's intrigue with Captain Bostel?
2: That's in as fine a train as your ladyship could wish. In the common course of things, I think it must reach Mrs. Clackett's ears within four and twenty hours, and then you know... The business is as good as done.
1: Why, truly, Mrs. Clackett has a very pretty talent, and a great deal of industry.
2: True, madam, and has been tolerably successful in her day. To my knowledge, she has been the cause of six matches being broken off, and three sons disinherited, of four forced elopements and as many close confinements, nine separate maintenances, and two divorces. "'Nay, I have more than once traced her causing a -a tete-a-tete in the town and country magazine, "'when the parties, perhaps, had never seen each other's face before in the course of their lives.'
1: "'She certainly has talents, but her manner is gross.'
2: "'Tis very true. She generally designs well, has a free tongue and a bold invention, "'but her colouring is too dark, and her outlines often extravagant.' She wants that delicacy of tint and mellowness of sneer, which distinguishes your ladyship's scandal.
1: You are partial, Snake.
2: Not in the least. Everybody allows that Lady Sneerwell can do more with a word or a look than many can with the most laboured detail, even when they happen to have a little truth on their side to support it.
1: Yes, my dear snake, and I am no hypocrite to deny the satisfaction I reap from the success of my efforts. Wounded myself in the early part of my life by the envenomed tongue of slander, I confess I have since known no pleasure equal to the reducing others to the level of my own injured reputation.
2: Nothing can be more natural but uh, lady sneerwell there is one affair in which you have lately employed me wherein i confess i am at a loss to guess your motives
1: i conceive you mean with respect to my neighbour sir peter teasel and his family
2: i do here are two young men to whom sir peter has acted as a kind of guardian since their father's death the eldest possessing the most amiable character and universally well spoken of the youngest, the most dissipated and extravagant young fellow in the kingdom, without friends or character, the former an avowed admirer of your ladyship, and apparently your favourite, the latter attached to Maria, Sir Peter's ward, and confessedly beloved by her. Now, on the face of these circumstances, it is utterly unaccountable to me why you, the widow of a city knight, with a good jointure, "'should not close with the passion of a man of such character and expectations "'as Mrs. Surface, and more so why you should be so uncommonly earnest "'to destroy the mutual attachment subsisting between his brother Charles and Maria.'
1: "'Then at once, to unravel this mystery, I must inform you "'that love has no share whatever in the intercourse between Mr. Surface and me.' "'No.' His real attachment is to Maria or her fortune, but finding in his brother a favoured rival, he has been obliged to mask his pretensions and profit by my assistance.
2: Yet still I am more puzzled why you shouldn't interest yourself in his your success.
1: How dull you are! Cannot you surmise the weakness which I hitherto, through shame, have concealed even from you?' must I confess that Charles, that libertine, that extravagant, that bankrupt in fortune and reputation, that he it is for whom I am thus anxious and malicious, and to gain whom I would sacrifice everything.
2: Now, indeed, your conduct appears consistent. But how came you and Mr. Service so confidential?
1: For our mutual interest. I have found him out a long time since— I know him to be artful, selfish, and malicious, in short a sentimental knave, while with Sir Peter, and indeed with all his acquaintance, he passes for a youthful miracle of prudence, good sense, and benevolence.
2: Yes, yet Sir Peter vows he has not his equal in England, and above all he praises him as a man of sentiment. True
1: and with the assistance of his sentiment and hypocrisy, he has brought Sir Peter entirely into his interest with regard to Maria, while poor Charles has no friend in the house, though I fear he has a powerful one in Maria's heart, against whom we must direct our schemes.
0: Enter Servant. Mr. Surface. Show him up. Exit Servant. Enter Joseph Surface. "'My dear Lady Snowwell,
3: how do you do today? "'Mr. Snake, your most obedient.' "'Snake
1: has just been rallying me on our mutual attachment, "'but I have informed him of our real views. "'You know how useful he has been to us, "'and believe me, the confidence
3: is not ill-placed.' "'Madam, it is impossible for me to suspect a man of Mr. Snake's uh, "'sensibility and discernment.' "'Well, well, no
1: compliments now.' But tell me when you saw your mistress, Maria, or, what is more material to me, your brother.
3: I have not seen either since I left you, but I can inform you that they never meet. Some of your stories have taken a good effect on Maria.
1: Ah, my dear snake, the merit of this belongs to you. But
3: do your brother's distresses increase? Every hour... "'I am told he is at another execution in the house yesterday. "'In short, his dissipation and extravagance exceed anything I have ever heard of.' "'Poor Charles!' "'True, madam. "'Notwithstanding his vices, one can't help feeling for him. "'Poor Charles. "'I'm sure I wish it were in my power to be of any essential service to him, "'for the man who does not share in the distresses of a brother, "'even though merited by his own misconduct, deserves—' "'Oh, lad!'
1: You are going to be moral and
3: forget that you are among friends. Again, that's true. I'll keep that sentiment till I see Sir Peter. However, it certainly is a charity to rescue Maria from such a libertine who, if he is to be reclaimed, can only be so by a person of your ladyship's superior accomplishments and understanding.
2: I believe, Lady Sneerwell, here's company coming. I'll go and copy the letter I mentioned to you. Mr. Surface? You're most obedient.
0: Exit Snake. Sir, you're very devoted. (sighs) Lady
3: Stirwell, I am very sorry you've put any further confidence in that fellow. Why so? I have lately detected him in frequent conference with old Rowley, who was formerly my father's steward and has never, you know, been a friend of mine. And do you think he would betray us? Nothing more likely. Take my word for it. Lady Snarewell, that fellow hasn't virtue enough to be faithful, even to his own villainy.
0: Ah, Maria! Enter Maria.
1: Maria, my dear,
4: how do you do? What's the matter? Oh, there is that disagreeable lover of mine, Sir Benjamin Backbite, has called at my guardians with his odious uncle Crabtree, so I slipped out and ran hither to avoid them. Is that all?
3: Oh, if my brother Charles had been of the party, madam, perhaps you would not have been so much alarmed.
1: Nay, now you are severe, for I dare swear the truth of the matter is, Mariah heard you were here. But, my dear, what has
4: Sir Benjamin done that you would avoid him so? Oh, he has done nothing. But tis for what he has said. His conversation is a perpetual libel
3: on all his acquaintance. I am the worst of it is, there is no advantage in not knowing him, for he'll abuse a stranger just as soon as his best friend. And his uncle's is bad. Nay,
4: but we should make allowance. Sir Benjamin is a wit and a poet. For my part, I confess, madam. Wit loses its respect with me when I see it in company with malice. What do you think, Mr. Surface?
3: No, certainly, madam, to smile at the jest which plants a thorn in another's breast is to become a principle in the mischief.
1: Pshaw. There's no possibility of being witty without a little ill nature. The malice of a good thing is the barb that makes it stick. "'What's your opinion, Mr. Surface?'
3: "'To be sure, madam, that conversation where the spirit of raillery is suppressed "'will ever appear tedious and insipid.' "'Well, I'll not debate on how
4: far scandal may be allowed, "'but in a man I am sure it is always contemptible. "'We have pride, envy, rivalship, and a thousand motives to depreciate each other. "'But the male Salanderer must have the cowardice of a woman before he can introduce one.' Enter servant.
0: "'Madam, Mrs. Candor is below.' And if your ladyship's at leisure, we'll leave her carriage. Beg her to walk in. Exit, servant.
1: Now, Maria, here is a character to your taste. For though Mrs. Candor is a
4: little talkative, everybody allows her to be the best-natured and best sort of woman. Yes, with a very gross affection of good nature and benevolence. She does more
3: mischief than the direct malice of old Crabtree. Faith, That's true, Lady Snarewell. Whenever I hear the current running against the characters of my friends, I never think them in such danger as when Candor undertakes their defence. Hush, here she is. Enter,
0: Mrs. Candor.
5: My dear Lady Snarewell, how have you been this century? Mr. Surface, what news do you hear? Though indeed it is no matter, for I think one hears nothing else but scandal.
3: Oh, just so indeed, ma'am. Oh, Maria. Child,
5: what is the whole affair off between you and Charles? His extravagance, I presume. The town talks of nothing else. Indeed, I am very sorry, ma'am. The town is not better employed. True, true, child, but there's no stopping people's tongues. I own I was hurt to hear it, as I indeed was to learn from the same quarter that your guardian Sir Peter and Lady Teazle have not agreed lately as well as could be wished. Tis so strangely impertinent for people to busy themselves so very true child but what's to be done people will talk there's no preventing it why it was but yesterday i had been told miss gadabout had eloped with sir filigree flirt but lord there's no minding what one hears though to be sure i have this from very good authority such reports are highly scandalous so they are child shameful shameful but the world is so censorious no character escapes lord now who would have suspected your friend miss prim of an indiscretion yet such is the ill nature of people they say her uncle stopped her last week just as she was stepping into the york diligence with her dancing-master i'll answer it. there are no grounds for that report ah no foundation in the world i dare swear no more probably than for the story circulated last month of miss festino's affair with colonel cassino though to be sure that matter was never rightly cleared up the license of invention some people
4: take is monstrous indeed Tis so, but, in my opinion,
5: those who report such things are equally culpable.' "'To be sure they are. "'Tale-bearers are as bad as the tale-makers. "'It is an old observation, and a very true one. "'But what's to be done, as I said before? "'How will you prevent people from talking? "'Today, Mrs. Clackett assured me Mr. and Mrs. Honeymoon "'were at last become mere man and wife, like the rest of their acquaintance. "'She likewise hinted that a certain widow in the next street— had got rid of her dropsy and recovered her shape in a most surprising manner and at the same time miss tattle who was by affirmed that lord buffalo had discovered his lady at a house of no extraordinary fame and that sir h bouquet and tom Staunton were to measure swords on a similar provocation but lord do you think i would report these things no no tail-bearers as i said before are just as bad as the tale makers "'Ah, Mrs. Candor, if everybody had your forbearance and good nature!' "'I confess, Mr. Surface, I cannot bear to hear people attacked behind their backs, "'and when ugly circumstances come out against our acquaintance, "'I own I always love to think the best. "'By the by, I hope it's not true your brother is absolutely ruined.' "'I'm afraid his circumstances are very bad indeed, ma'am.' "'Ah, I heard so. But you must tell him to keep up his spirits.' every one is almost in the same way lord spindle sir thomas splint captain quince mr nicket all up i hear within this week so if charles is undone he'll find half his acquaintance ruined too and that you know is
0: consolation doubtless ma'am a very great one enter servant mr crabtree and sir benjamin backbite exit servant
1: sir Maria, you see your lover pursues you positively you
0: shan't escape Enter Crabtree and Sir Benjamin Backbite.
6: Lady Sneerwell, I kiss your hand, Missus candor I don't believe you are acquainted with my nephew, Sir Benjamin Backbite. Egad, ma'am, he has a pretty wit and is a pretty poet too, ain't he, Lady Sneerwell?
7: Oh fie, Uncle!
6: Nay, egad, it's true. I back him at a rebus or a charade against the best rhymer in the kingdom. "'Has your ladyship heard the epigram he wrote last week "'on Lady Frizzle's feather-catching fire? "'Do, Benjamin, repeat it, "'or the charade you made last night extempore "'at Mrs. Drowsy's conversazione. "'Come now. "'Your first is the name of a fish, "'your second a great naval commander, and...
7: "'Uncle now, prithee.'
6: e faith, ma'am.' It would surprise you to hear how ready he is at all these fine sorts of things,
1: I wonder, Sir Benjamin, you never publish anything
7: to say truth, ma'am. tis very vulgar to print, and as my little productions are mostly satires and lampoons on particular people, I find they circulate more by giving copies in confidence to the friends of the parties. However, I have some love-elegies, which, when favoured with this lady's smiles, I mean to give the public.
6: For heaven, ma'am, they'll immortalise you. You will be handed down to posterity like Petrarch's Laura or Waller's Saturissa.
7: Yes, madam. I think you will like them when you shall see them on a beautiful quarto page, where a neat of text shall meander through a meadow of margin. For, gad, they will be the most elegant things of their kind.
6: But, ladies, that's true. Have you heard the news?
5: What, sir? Do you mean the report
6: of... No, ma'am, that's not it. Miss Nicely is going to be married to her own footman. Impossible! Ask Sir Benjamin.
7: Tis very true, ma'am. Everything is fixed and the wedding liveries bespoke?
6: Yes, and they do say that there were pressing reasons for it.
5: Why, I have heard something of this before. It can't be, and I wonder anyone should believe such a story of so prudent a lady as Miss Nicely.
7: Oh, love, ma'am, that's the very reason t'was believed at once. She has always been so cautious and so reserved that everybody was sure There was some reason for it at bottom.
5: Why, to be sure, a tale of scandal is as fatal to the credit of a prudent young lady of her stamp as fever is generally to those of the strongest constitutions. But there is a sort of puny, sickly reputation that is always ailing, yet will outlive the robuster characters of a hundred prudes.
7: True, madam, there are valetudinarians in reputation as well as constitution, who, being conscious of their weak part— avoid the least breath of air and supply their want of stamina by care and circumspection
5: well but this may all be a mistake you know sir benjamin very trifling circumstances often give rise to the most injurious tales
6: that they do i'll be sworn ma'am did you ever hear how mrs piper came to lose her lover and her character last summer at tunbridge sir benjamin you remember it oh to be sure the most
7: whimsical circumstance.
1: How was it, pray?
6: Why, one evening, at Mrs. Ponto's assembly, the conversation happened to turn on the breeding of Nova Scotia sheep in this country. Says a young lady in company, I have known instances of it. For Miss Letitia Piper, a first cousin of mine, had a Nova Scotia sheep that produced her twins. What? cries the lady dowager Dundee, who as you know as is as deaf as a post has miss piper had twins this mistake as you imagine threw the whole company into a fit of laughter however twas the next morning everywhere reported and in a few days believed by the whole town that miss letitia piper had actually been brought to bed of a fine boy and a girl AND IN LESS THAN A WEEK THERE WERE SOME PEOPLE WHO COULD NAME THE FATHER AND THE FARMHOUSE WHERE THE babies WERE PUT TO NURSE. STRANGE, INDEED. MATTER OF FACT, I ASSURE YOU. OH, LUD, MR. SURFACE, IS IT TRUE THAT YOUR UNCLE, SIR OLIVER, IS COMING HOME?
3: NOT THAT I KNOW OF, INDEED, SIR.
6: HE HAS BEEN IN THE EAST INDIES A LONG TIME. YOU CAN SCARCELY REMEMBER HIM, I BELIEVE. Sad comfort whenever he returns to hear how your brother has gone on. Charles has been imprudent, sir, to be sure, but I hope no
3: busy people have already prejudiced Sir Oliver against him. He may reform.
7: To be sure, he may. For my part, I never believed him to be so utterly void of principle as people say. And though he has lost all his friends, I am told nobody is better spoken of by the Jews.
6: That's true, egad, nephew. If the old jury was a ward, I believe Charles would be an alderman. No man more popular, therefore, Gad. I hear he pays as many annuities as the Irish Tontine, and that whenever he is sick, they have prayers for the recovery of his health in all the synagogues.
7: Yet no man lives in greater splendour. They tell me, when he entertains his friends, he will sit down to dinner with a dozen of his own securities, have a score of tradesmen waiting in the ante and an officer behind every guest's chair.
3: This may be entertainment to you, gentlemen, but you pay very little regard to the feelings of a brother. Their malice is
4: intolerable. Lady Sneerwell. I must wish you a good morning. I'm not very well. Exit Maria. Oh dear, she changes colour very much.
1: Do, Mrs. Candor, follow her. She may want assistance.
5: That I will with all my soul, ma'am. Poor dear girl. Who knows what her situation may be? Exit Mrs. Candor. T'was nothing but that she
1: could not bear to hear Charles reflected on, notwithstanding their difference.
7: The young lady's penchant is obvious.
6: But, Benjamin, you must not give up the pursuit for that. Follow her. Put her into good humour. Repeat her some of your own verses. Come, I'll assist you,
7: Mister Surface. I did not mean to hurt you, but depend on't, your brother is utterly undone.
6: Oh, lud I, undone as ever man was, can't raise a guinea,
7: and everything sold. I'm told that was movable.
6: I have seen one that was at his house. Not a thing left, but some empty bottles that were overlooked, and the family pictures, which I believe are framed in the wainscots.
7: And I'm very sorry, also, to hear some bad stories against him.
6: Going. Oh, he has done many mean things, that's certain. But, however, as he's your brother... Going. We'll tell you all another opportunity.
0: Exit Crabtree and Sir Benjamin. (laughs)
1: Ha <laughs> ha! Tis very hard for them to leave a subject they have not quite run down.
3: And I believe the abuse was no more acceptable to your ladyship than Maria. I
1: doubt her affections are farther engaged than we imagine. But the family are to be here this evening, so you may as well dine where you are, and we shall have an opportunity of observing farther. In the meantime, I'll go and plot mischief, and
0: you shall study sentiment. Accent. Scene two, Sir Peter's house. Enter Sir Peter.
8: When an old bachelor marries a young wife, what is he to expect? expect? 'Tis now six months since Lady Teazle made me the happiest of men, and I have been the most miserable dog ever since. We tiffed a little going to church, and fairly quarrelled before the bells had done ringing. I was more than once nearly choked with a gall during the honeymoon and had lost all the comfort in life before my friends had done wishing me joy. Yet I chose with caution, a girl bred wholly in the country, who never knew luxury beyond one silk gown, nor dissipation above the annual gala of a race-ball. Yet now she plays her part in all the extravagant fopperies of the fashion and the town, as if she had never seen a bush or a grass-plot out of Grosvenor Square. I am sneered at by all my acquaintance, and paragraphed in the newspapers. She dissipates my fortune, and contradicts all my humours. Yet the worst of it is, I doubt I love her, or I should never bear all this. However, I'll never be weak enough to earn it.
0: Enter Rowley.
9: Oh, Sir Peter, your servant. How is it with you,
8: sir?' Very bad, Master Rowley, very bad. I meet with nothing but crosses and vexations. What can have happened to trouble you since yesterday? A good question to a married man.
9: Nay, I'm sure your lady, Sir Peter, can't be the cause of your uneasiness. Why? Has anyone told you she was dead? Uh, Come, come, Sir Peter. You love her. Notwithstanding,
8: your tempers don't exactly agree. But the fault is entirely hers, Master Rowley. I am, myself, the sweetest-tempered man alive, and hate a teasing temper. And so I tell her a hundred times a day. Indeed. ay, and what is very extraordinary, in all our disputes, she is always in the wrong but Lady Snarewell and the set she meets at her house encourage the perverseness of her disposition. Then, to complete my vexation, Maria, my ward, whom I ought to have the power over, is determined to turn rebel too, and absolutely refuses the man whom I have long resolved on for her husband, meaning, I suppose, to bestow herself on his profligate brother. You
9: know, Sir Peter— I have always taken the liberty to differ with you on the subject of these two gentlemen. I only wish you may not be deceived in your opinion of the elder. For Charles, my life on it, he will retrieve his errors yet. Their worthy father, once my honoured master, was, at his years, nearly as wild a spark. Yet when he died... "'he did not leave a more benevolent heart to lament his loss.'
8: "'You are wrong, Master Rowley. "'On their father's death, you know, "'I acted as a kind of guardian to them both, "'till their uncle Sir Oliver's liberality "'gave them an early independence. "'Of course, no person could have more opportunities "'of judging of their hearts, "'and I was never mistaken in my life. "'Joseph is indeed a model for the young men of the age.' He is a man of sentiment, and acts up to the sentiments he professes. But for the other, take my word for it, if he had any grain of virtue by descent, he has dissipated it with the rest of his inheritance. Ah, my old friend, Sir Oliver, will be deeply mortified when he finds out how part of his bounty has been misapplied. I am sorry
9: to find you so violent against the young man. "'because this may be the most critical period of his fortune. "'I came hither with news that uh, will surprise you.'
8: "'What? Let me hear.'
9: Uh, "'Sir Oliver is arrived,
8: and at this moment in town.' "'How? You astonish me. "'I thought you did not expect him this month.'
9: "'I did not.' "'but his passage has been remarkably quick.
8: "'Egad, I shall rejoice to see my old friend. "'Tis fifteen years since we met. "'We have had many a day together. "'But does he still enjoin us not "'to inform his nephews of his arrival?' "'Most strictly.
9: "'He means, before it is known, "'to make some trial of their
8: dispositions.' "'Ah, There needs no art to discover their merits.' "'He shall have his way. "'But pray, does he know I am married?' "'Yes, and will soon wish you joy.' "'What, as we drink health to a friend in a consumption?' "'Ah, Oliver will laugh at me. "'We used to rail at matrimony together, "'and he has been steady to his text. "'Well, he must be soon at my house, though. "'I'll instantly give orders for his reception. "'But, Master Rowley,' "'Don't drop a word that Lady Teasel and I ever disagree.' "'By no means.' "'For I should never be able to stand Knoll's jokes. "'So I'd have him think, Lord, forgive me, "'that we are a very happy couple.'
9: "'I understand you. "'But then you must be very careful not to differ "'while
8: he is in the house with you.' "'Egad, and so we must, and that's impossible. "'Ah, Master Rowley!' When an old bachelor marries a young wife, he deserves— No, the crime carries its punishment along with it.
0: ACCIENT